Hello, and welcome to the Claremont Bible Fellowship Bible Instruction Time. We now turn you over to our speaker for the day. Happy to have our brother Andy Vandermark, and we're going to turn the remainder of our Bible Instruction Time over to him. Brother Andy, please. Good morning. <laughs> now, I just realized I made the mistake of not putting down a reference. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I know where it was, I think. <laughs> yes, I think. <laughs> anyway, um, I had our brother read that, even though we're not actually going to Psalms 23. Mostly because over the past year and a half plus, I've noticed that the enemy has been really starting to fight with what I would call the spirit of fear. Okay? Um, obviously, it's, it's infected the non-believer completely. But I've even seen it creep in to the churches. And so, I was reading through uh, Philippians, and we'll get there later. And I noticed that in Philippians, uh, Paul mentions that we are guarded by peace. And so that sent me, like a couple years ago, I went down the path of love, a one-word study. <laughs> Let's look at peace, what it is, you know, um, and what's going on. So... Um, before we dive deep into, because I came up with two main categories that I want to talk about this morning. One is peace with God, and the second will be the peace of God. But before we dive into those, uh, I did want to mention um, that uh, there were enacted, um, before we get into our other Old Testament scriptures, there was enacted the peace offerings. And while we can see a lot there in the person of Christ, uh, in the actual sacrifices and what goes on, and, and some of, of what can happen with, of, of peace with God, a lot of it, like the first one that's mentioned, and this was the reference I forgot to write down, is the thanks offering or the thanks for peace offering. Um, and this was just, um, it's more a thanking God for the peace that he'd already provided, you know, not asking for more peace. <laughs> and then as I studied the other, as I kind of looked in briefly and other people's writings about the other two peace offerings, there was really no explanation given as to why the offerings were there. It just mentioned that they were peace offerings. Um, so I'm not going to go into too much depth other than to mention that they're there, um, that there is quite obvious the uh, the picture of the joining of three separate, uh, at least three separate goings on. You have the offerer, um, you have the priest as the mediator, and then, of course, you have the offering that was burned to God. Um, and there could have been, uh, when you, uh, as I was, like I said, as I was glancing through, uh, a lot of times the peace offerings, there were quite a number of animals that were given as a peace offering, and they all needed, 
the offering needed to be um, eaten within two days, uh, at least two days. Um, I think one of them was, was no more than one day, and then the other two were no more than two days. And the third day, everything else had to get burned. Um, so it was, was quite the ceremony. It was, was um, quite the fellowship of get-together for the Israelites would be a peace offering. So there was a lot going on there, but like I said, there's not a lot of explanation. But um, as I started looking into these, and I started with, uh, okay, what is peace with God? Where do we find it? How do we get it? (laughs) Okay, where does it come from? And so I pulled out my little digital Bible reference. I searched peace, peace with God. And I found one (laughs) reference in the Old Testament, about peace with God. But it's not a good reference. Would you turn with me to Job chapter 22? Those of you that know Job are going to know that this is obviously not a good reference. But verse 21, and I'm... Please understand, I am taking this completely out of context. We'll get to the context in a minute. Verse 21 reads, Yield now and be at peace with him. Okay? And then thereby good will come to you. Now that sounds great. Sort of. (laughs) Okay? It kind of makes sense. You yield to God, you'll be at peace with him. But if you study in here, this is not God talking. This is not Job talking. This is one of Job's friends, Eliphaz. And Eliphaz's whole deal was he was under the assumption God was punishing Job because Job had cheated others in order to gain his wealth. So there's one of... There's two things going on here. The first is, Eliphaz is encouraging Job to lie to God in order to gain peace with God. Well, that's not going to work, obviously. God knows what you've done, what you haven't done. Okay, Lying to God in order to get peace with God is never going to work. The second part of that is, Um, not just the lying to God, but this is bargaining with God. It's the same thing as if I was to say, um, God, you just get me through this tough time and I'll read my Bible twice a day instead of once. (laughs) You know, it's trying to bargain with God in order to have peace or to gain something. So here in the Old Testament, while the verse on its own maybe sounds good, As you dive into it, you realize this is not the way to have peace with God. And in fact, um, I think this is done purposely because those of us that are saved know for a fact there's nothing we can do to actually make peace with God. Okay? There's nothing in and of us... um, Nothing at all we can do here on this world, even if it was yielding to God, you know. If you're not saved, then you cannot make that peace. Okay? So, 
not mentioned in the Old Testament. But if we jump forward, um, and quite a number of well-known verses here, um, Romans chapter 5, verse 1. We'll start there. We'll go through as they are here in the Scriptures. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, right here, we notice that uh, the peace was attained through our Savior. All right? Um, nothing we did. Um, the justification was not anything we did other than, you know, having faith in Christ. But the peace itself, the peace with God is through our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, if we were to, um, this is not, uh, here we see that mediator that was hinted at in the peace offerings, um, the one who can commune with both God and man. Uh, if we jump forward to Colossians chapter 1, verse 20, um, there's a little more specificity here, I guess. Um, 120. We were almost there this morning, uh, but not quite. For it was the Father, or that's verse 19. For the, I'll start there. For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in him, and through him to reconcile all things to himself, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Through him I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven. Um, the cross had to happen in order for peace between man and God to exist. Um, I know we say God is out of, outside of time and there were the pre-incarnate things of, of Christ, but mankind could never know what peace with God, with God would be like until Christ sacrificed himself on the cross. We could never see that. It was, it was hidden. Okay? And so man, it just wasn't there for us to see. Um, and uh, it was through his blood, and at this point I'm specifically talking to anybody who might not be saved. If you want peace with God, you got to go through the cross. Okay, um, and I thought I had these in order, but I don't. Ephesians chapter 2, last one on peace with God. Ephesians chapter 2, uh, verses 13 through 18. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were formerly, you who formerly were far off, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall by abolishing in his flesh the enmity, which is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so that in himself he might make the two into one new man, thus establishing peace. Let's see what I'm going through. And might reconcile them both in one body to God through the cross, by it having put to death the enmity. 
And he came and preached peace to you who are far away and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have our access in one spirit to the Father. So we, we see that peace between the believer and God here, but also the peace um, between the two groups at this, this time, which were um, specifically the uncircumcised and the circumcised. They, they were joined together by Christ. Um, and then, and then the Christian can have peace with God. Um, and I think this is, this is just something fundamental to understand uh, and to see that peace with God um, is, is, is <laughs> I, don't, I don't have words for it. Um, it's just so valuable and necessary. Um, yeah, thank you, Buck. <laughs> um, if we did not have peace with God, there's no way we could have peace on anywhere, on this earth or the next. <laughs> okay? And so it's important that we note um, that peace with God required the sacrifice of Christ. And it's only through Christ that we can gain that peace. So that's peace with God. Um, you know, something that every believer has and it's very important, uh, dependent on Christ's sacrifice. But I mentioned there were two categories I was going to go over. The second is the peace of God. Um, this is not so much us drawing near to God. This is more God granting um, people peace with their circumstances, with their surroundings, with whatever's going on in their life. Um, and before I get into the Old Testament example, let's take a quick look at John chapter 14. Um, because everything I have to say uh, after this is, is based on this idea right here. John chapter 14, verse 25. These things I have spoken to you while abiding with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. Before we get into the, what, the Old Testament and the idea of peace there, and then some of the, the other references in the New Testament, I want us to understand that as believers, Christ has given us this peace. Um, free of charge. <laughs> okay? This is something we have access to as believers. Um, God can obviously give peace should he want to non-believers. That's something he could do. Um, you know, we've had, um, while not complete peace on earth for quite some time, it's not like we've had a horrendous dust-up <laughs> um, recently. Let's put it that way. Um, 
You know, there have been pockets of fighting, and obviously, um, but God could, should he care to, um, give peace to certain people, but Christ has guaranteed peace through his disciples to us, through the Holy Spirit. Uh, he's mentioned it to his disciples, but it's, it's through the Holy Spirit, and uh, thus as we have the Holy Spirit today, it's guaranteed to us um, that it's something that we can reach out for um, and claim uh, as, a, as a believer in Christ. Um, so let's take a quick look in Leviticus chapter 26. This was a promise that God was giving to the Israelites. Chapter 26. I'm going to start in verse 4. We'll skip back to uh, the first three verses here in a moment. Then I shall give you rains in their season, so that the land will yield its produce, and the trees of the field will bear their fruit. Indeed, your threshing will last for you until grape gathering, and grape gathering will last until sowing time. You will thus eat your food to the full and live securely in your land. I shall also grant peace in the land, so that you may lie down with no one making you tremble. I shall also eliminate harmful beasts from the land, and no sword will pass through your land. But you will chase your enemies, and they will fall before you by the sword." Five of you will chase a hundred, and a hundred of you will chase ten thousand, and your enemies will fall before you by the sword. And some more I could continue on. God was explaining the rewards um, and granting and telling Israel, okay, this is what you shall have. Um, There's a lot of places, you know, they're... Not in my time, but I understand <laughs> a little bit before my time, you could go to sleep and leave your front door unlocked here in this country. <laughs> we don't do that anymore. <laughs> okay. Um, but you think, these people, uh, the Israelites, they were shepherds, uh, farmers. To be able to just lie down in your field, not have to worry about wild animals, or people coming to rob you in the night. Okay? That's security and peace. You know? Um, Now, obviously, um, this being the Old Testament, (laughs) God's um, promise of peace came with conditions. Okay? And verses 1 through 3, they're, I don't know, they don't seem all that strict, but, you know, we're sinful people. <laughs> they were sinful people. You shall not make for yourself idols, nor shall you set up for yourselves an image or a sacred pillar, nor shall you place a figured stone in your land to bow down to it. For I am the Lord your God. You shall keep my Sabbaths and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. If you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments so as to carry them out, and then we go into the, the promises that God gave. Now, those of us that have read up on the rest of the story, (laughs) it's the first thing they did. (laughs) Set up idols, broke the Sabbath, you know, broke his commandments. Um, So God was promising them this peace, but it came with conditions. Um, And that's 
not what Christ did. Okay, and specifically said, Christ, not as, you know, Christ, when he gave peace to us, it's not based on anything other than himself. Okay, now, that being said, there are ways that we can maybe tap a little more into that peace, is a good way to put it. Philippians chapter 4. Too far. Chapter 4 and verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. A lot of times, the peace is there. We're just not looking for it. You know, we allow our anxieties and our struggles and our day-to-day walk to get in the way. Okay? So, while on God's side, peace is always available. Ready to be, to be accessed, to, to guard your heart and your mind against the fears of this world. We just have to reach out and take it. And here is, is one of those ways. Prayer thanks, and supplication, hand it off to God. You know, let your requests be made known to God. We do that um, every Wednesday, those of us that, that come out to prayer meeting. Um, but also individually, I'm sure, you know, we bring our day-to-day struggles to the Lord. And then he can grant us and, and fill us with that peace. The other thing here um, is what are you immersing yourself in? Where are you living in your head? You know, is it true? Is it honorable? Is it right? Is it pure and lovely? Um, is it excellent? Is it, you know, worthy of praise? Is that where your head is at? If so, once again, the God of peace will be with you. You know, not just having peace, but the, the God of peace walking with you in your daily walk. If your mind is focused on him. Um, I had a few more verses. You guys can either write them down or, or take them with you. Um, Isaiah 26.3, the steadfast of mind, you will keep in perfect peace. Here's the idea that, you know, um, and it's, uh, sorry, I didn't finish the verse, because he trusts in you. You know, those who trust in God, um, God can, will keep them in perfect peace. Uh, Christ, John chapter 16, a little bit further later than we read. In me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but take courage, I have overcome the world. Um, 
you know, like I said when I started out, um, there's a lot of tribulation going on these days. Um, uh, no outright war just yet, but I, I saw a glimpse of something where we sent troops somewhere else here this past week. Um, so who knows? Uh, Colossians 3.15, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. Um, you got to let it rule. Um, and James 3.18 Uh, And the seed whose fruit is righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Um, This was obviously something that, here's four different authors. So this is something that obviously God wanted us to to know about and to have access to. Um, That that peace of God, um, just because he knew that these days were coming. He knew we would have struggles here on this world, um, and he knew that we would need access to that peace. Um, and obviously, as was mentioned just before I came up, you know, those, those around the world who've had even more struggles, and yet they came through it because of the peace of God. So, as part of this, um, sorry, before I get to that, one last note. Um, Philippians 4.7, I kind of skipped over it. Uh, he specifies, we note that the peace of God surpasses all comprehension. Um, we often sing, uh, when peace like a river attendeth my soul. But even that is, is limiting on the idea of how much peace is available from God. Because he is the God of peace. Um, so I want to encourage, especially today, um, part of this was because we do have those going off to college. Um, you will be bombarded, as probably the person here who was in college most recently. <laughs> um, you will be bombarded in your classrooms with those who you interact with. Um, with fear. Let me put it that way. <laughs> All right. This world is a fearful place. These people are, are scared and they're passing it along. Okay. And, and the enemy is using that fear to chip away at our trust in God. So not just to those that are going to, the, to college, um, but to the rest of us, I want to encourage you, draw on that peace of God. Allow it to guard your heart and to guard your mind in your day-to-day interactions and in your day-to-day walk. Um, because if you try to do this in your own strength, you're going to fail, and it's not going to work. Um, obviously, there are other things that God has granted you can draw on, you know, his, his strength, you know. Um, but today, my, my focus was on peace, and I want to encourage you to, to just draw on that as you go about your daily lives. Let's pray. 
Father, we come to you from a world where um, we don't know what's going to happen the next day. And yet you've given us the peace of mind to know that you do. And so, Father, we lean on that. We draw on that peace. We ask that each and every person here can... um, We'll just um, stay focused on the peace of God that he has granted to the believer and ask that you would just be with us in our daily walks, in our studies, and in our interactions with those around us and, and allow us to present what it means to have peace with God to those around us, Father. We thank you once again for these um, ones and pray for these ones that are going off to college. They've been a, an encouragement here. I pray that you would be with them as they um, each go to their different schools. We um, pray that um, you'll just be with them, Father, because uh, we've seen uh recently just what is being taught in some of these colleges and it in no way aligns with your scriptures Uh, so we pray that you'll just guard them be with them father and be with us all father in your name amen